Hello, guys. Welcome to the Balance Chaos Podcast. We're happy to have you here for another episode. We're excited about this one. Yes, we're very excited. Um, it's going to cover like a good amount of topics that I think you'll find enlightening. Yes, it's going to fall under one body. Um <laughs> It's going to embody a lot of different things. Yeah. So all of the bodies coincide, but <laughs> that was fun. I couldn't keep it going. But yeah, so this is a podcast for everybody. Yeah. So, oh, you did it. It was so nice. Oh, thank you. Um, so yeah, we're going to be talking today about how to connect with your body, why you need to connect with your body, what it means to be grounded. Cause I think it's something that gets thrown around a lot. And maybe you're like, I hear that word. I don't know what it means. Um, and then also like your soul and what it's doing here and where it's kind of going. Yes. Um, this probably is one of my favorite topics in spirituality because I think when you start to realize that you're more than just your physical body, not that your physical body is not important because it is so important yes. in this lifetime, but that your soul moves on and maybe has been here before. Like there's just so many parts of it and it's just cool to explore. It is. It really, it kind of like can feel overwhelming at first and then it can feel really freeing. I think, you know, it can go both ways and it's just kind of how you sit with it. And that's why, you know, being grounded and connecting to your physical body is important when you are dealing with these big topics of your soul and it being here before and going, coming back again or where it's going to go. So, yeah, I feel compelled to say you may have been a dinosaur. <laughs> I don't even know where I think Ozzy was probably a dinosaur. There's so much roaring at my house right now. It's, we just keep joking. Like one day we're going to miss the roaring. I don't know. It's really, really <laughs> intense right now. <laughs> Ozzy's literally in his human body right now. And he's like, I swear I was a triceratops. What is going on? <laughs> what are these hands? <laughs> <laughs> what am I doing here? <laughs> but uh, so let's start with grounding. So again, you hear it thrown around a lot. It's, you know, people are like, I need to be grounded or you need to be grounding. Let's get grounded, stay grounded. All those phrases that are common. And a lot of us, I think, kind of shake our head and like, yeah, yeah, we know what that means. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so I guess my definition of grounding is the alignment of your all of your energy in your body and then your body balancing all your scattered energy. So we're all made up of energy. It's the energy that's making up our body flowing in unison, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And then well, and we're connected to our body through something called energetic cords. Yeah. And so when we die, those cords separate from our body and that would be death. But while we're alive, those cords can still be connected to our body, but our spirit might fly out a lot. So if you feel flighty or scattered, what we're asking you to do is pull your spirit back fully into your body and pull those cords back in closer. This also pulls your aura closer to you so that it's not far away so that, you know, when you're in crowds or groups, you feel everybody else's energy or you feel bombarded by energy. Cause that's exhausting, <laughs> but it yeah, is. Oh, it is. like to me, I always think about grounding as like dropping into myself, if that makes sense. It's which it, it literally, you are like your soul is dropping into your body. And I, if I'm trying to get grounded, I'm doing a lot of paying attention to my feet, my legs. Um, I'll usually sit down, uh, just so I connect with that lower part of me because it's, 
if you're feeling scattered, anxious, all of those things, that's what you need to do is like get back to get back into your lower chakras really. And specifically your root chakra. Cause that's where that's coming from. Like we're yes. grounding from there. Um, so there, I mean, there's a lot of information about the root chakra. You can go back and listen to that episode. If you want more tips, like, wow, I never feel grounded. Let's. Yeah. You know. So if you never feel grounded, you do need root chakra work, <laughs> but I love the way that you said that Kristen, because it's true. It's like when we're ungrounded, we have no energy in the root chakra or we're leaking energy out of the root chakra. So we're calling to balance the energy of root sacral solar plexus and, you know, step into our masculine chakras. So yes. Yeah. Yeah. So all those, those lower ones and getting, getting really connected and it also has to do with the earth. That's why the word grounded, like being connected with the earth, being mindful of the earth, taking time to be outside, all of those things. But yeah, it's that feeling. If you are feeling up in your head, you're probably not grounded. It's that feeling of really being in, in the body, like noticing what the body is doing. And being present. Yes. Being pre- that is huge. <laughs> That's a huge part of being grounded. I mean, you know, like you meet somebody and they just seem so calm and like, you're like, wow, does anything bother you? Like that's somebody who is probably very grounded. Grounded. And uh, yeah. And it does matter that it's a connection to the earth because when we're in this physical body, having this human experience, we are supposed to experience the earth plane physically. Like think about it. We can reach out and touch a rock. We can look up and observe the sky. When you are a spirit, not attached to your body, you Mm -hmm. can't touch the earth the way that we can in this human experience. So grounding does have to do with being a human and connecting with the earth through touch and feeling. Yeah. Makes sense? Yes. Yeah. So it's really about like being here, being where you are. Um, We talk a lot about and we spend a lot of time talking about meditation and you know getting into your intuition your third eye but it is really important also to let yourself be in your physical body as well right i feel like a lot of people will you know hyperfixate on wanting to open their third eye and be intuitive in their dream state and awaken their psychic energy and all of that is great and imperative but if you're not grounded you will actually end up awakening and feel really uncomfortable because you're going to open up to all the psychic energy, but then you'll start to get scared, jumpy, or maybe get entity attachments, which mm-hmm. don't mean ghosts. It just means negative energy, almost like a spiritual parasite. Yeah. Latching onto, yeah. Latching onto you and draining you because there's not enough energy flowing through your root chakra to ground you. So if you are working on your intuition and you are working on spirituality, make sure you're spending equal amounts of time grounding as you are doing third eye meditations. Yeah, it's, it is so important. And I think it, it's something that happens quite often and why in spirituality, you hear people talking about like dark entities and dark, you know, like dark things. I I always picture like when I hear entities, I see like this black, like leachy thing. That's, that's my visual of it. Um, But and you're thinking about light and you're thinking about meditation and opening your crown chakra, but it, it doesn't actually work unless you're in, in your body. Right. Yeah. So think about if you're not taking up all the space in your body, you create space for other energy to take up that space. Yeah. That's beautiful. So it's like empty down below. So things can come in. 
Exactly. And so that is why you want to ground. And we're not saying this to scare you. If you know <laughs> you think you have entity attachments or you're like, what is that? Those things can be cleared. I love to empower my clients and say that you command the energy of your body. So even if you were like, you know what? I know I have an entity. I feel out of control of my emotions. Um, I feel tired and drained all the time. I feel jumpy. Oh no, no. If you have it, command it to go away. Sage helps so you can light sage, but literally say, I command the energy of my body. Anything not here for my highest good, I command that it leave my vibration and then say, I call all of my energy back to me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Like that is literally all it takes. (laughs) Um, But some people, you know, don't feel empowered. So, you know, you might want to seek a healer and have them do it to make sure it's off, but it's not necessary to go to someone to get an entity off of you. You are in control of your vibration. Yeah. I think that's, that's so important to note. Like we, we are in charge, like you have the power within you. Um, we're here to help you, but really, truly you can do this. Like you can take your power and tell things to go away. And I also really recommend you do that. Try Mm -hmm. it. (laughs) Yeah. Honestly, if you're listening to this, rewind that part, write it down and and say it out loud, light some sage and see if you feel different later. Um, It's really impactful and powerful to command your own energy. And we are all powerful. So just because maybe you don't automatically download this stuff on your own through your meditation doesn't mean that you don't have the capacity to do it. Exactly. Well, and I do think taking power, like taking power of your vibration and um, your spiritual journey, your body, all of that is really connecting with yourself, right? Cause then you're going to feel more empowered and you feel more present. So, right. It's true. And then like, it takes fear out of things. Like a lot of times when I'm working on people, they're like, well, I feel bad. Am I going to drain all your energy? Or, you know, what if I have an attachment and it goes on you? And I'm like, it's, it's not going to <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're like, I'm good. I'm good. I'm being divinely guided and protected and nothing's getting on here. Cause I'm not letting it. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Like the, we are people, but <laughs> people just like you, but because we take care of our energy and, you know, do things really intentionally, say prayers, light sage, clear things. That's how it works. Right. Yeah. So, so I was going to say, speaking talk- of, speaking of oh, fear, okay. let's maybe talk about what it feels like when you're not grounded a little more in detail. Yes. So I was just, I was going to say that exact same thing. So So some common signs of being ungrounded are like your first and foremost one is chronic anxiety. Yes. If you're feeling anxious all the time, it means that you're, you're out of whack in your root. You're not in your body. You're, it feels like, I mean, anxiety literally feels like you're disconnected and kind of out of control, right? At least for me, that's how I, would verbalize it. If I'm anxious, I'm like, nothing is, I just feel almost like I'm bubbling over with, with things that don't feel right. Absolutely. Yeah. It's like, it's like you're seeking to control something because you feel like you have control over nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I do always find like, this for me is typical. If I'm anxious and I'm going to meet somebody, I'll like, think about how the conversation is going to go. And I'll think about this and number one, that doesn't help anything because then you get there and you're like, oh, they said something different. And what, and then you go into another spiral of anxiety, but it is that like need to control. And a better thing to do is actually just to take a few deep breaths and acknowledge that you're feeling anxious and be with the feeling rather than trying to control it. 
Right. Exactly. I know. Or I, I see a lot of people who are anxious that are constantly like, I'm so anxious. I'm so anxious. I'm so anxious. Yeah. Well, stop reiterating that you're anxious. And say, like you've said this before, but anxiety is passing through me. Yes. Instead of identifying as anxious. But yeah, so signs are anxiety, feeling scattered, feeling in fear all the time. So that jumpy feeling or, you know, you're always thinking of what's going to go wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Fear is a big one because I think fear is a lot of times this also comes from a lack of control and control is a funny thing, right? We talk about, you know, when you're anxious, you want to be in control. When you're in fear, you feel out of control. The biggest way to like be in control is to let go of control and acknowledge that life is going to move and you can call your power back. You can manifest things. You can do so much, but if you're manifesting is different than trying to control the situation. Right. And right. And trying to set intentions and plan what's happening. That's different than controlling every move of your life. Well, let's call manifesting, setting your intention and then releasing attachment to how it turns out. Right. You're just allowing where control is setting your intention, deciding it has to go this way, constantly checking to see if it is going that way. (laughs) Um, Like, you know, And then also getting attached to needing people to act a certain way to fit into your plan of who they are and how they should be. Yep. Which is really not a good feeling. (laughs) No, it's really not. It's really not. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, if you're feeling in fear all the time, which I think this is really huge right now as well, we're in this uncertain time. We're in this COVID time. And then everyone's like, okay, you you know, you want it to be over. You think it's going to be over and then it's not. And so it's like, (gasps) we're back here. Are we ever going to get out? And instead of just, you know, being here, we go into that cycle of fear of what's next. How long am I going to get sick? Is this going to happen? Right. Instead, just be present. Are you sick right now? If it's a no, keep going, dog. If it's a yes, rest. Like it's it's actually quite simple. <laughs> like, but you know, it, but if the TV's on, you are getting fed a lot of toxicity. Yes. Turn that off, but then really bring your awareness back to right now. And if it's right now, I'm going to work and I'm supposed to go to work and my kids are in school. Great. Tomorrow, let's say work, you know, gets canceled or moved to home and kids school gets moved to home. Deal with it then. But worrying about it doesn't fix it. It actually ungrounds you Um, (laughs) and you attract it because fear is a mega attractor. So instead be comfortable with whatever is. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. We know that's easier said than done, but we will give you some practices to, to work with it. But turning off the TV is great. I mean, even if you're not watching news, if you're watching like stressful shows, I honestly, I would recommend in this time that we're now try to have a non TV night. It's, can be hard, but it's really nice. We, the health side and I did that this weekend. We had like a non-TV night and it just, it feels different. Like you feel different in the morning and I love my TV. Like, don't get me wrong. I like a show. I like to watch a show, but it, sometimes you just need that break because it's not only the break from the stressful situations. It's also the artificial light of the TV and, you know, maybe the commercials or maybe like you see in it, uh, a movie that triggers something old and it's just a flash of it. And you're like, Oh my gosh, I remember when I watched that with this person, it's just a lot of information that you're downloading when you're, you know, perusing Netflix that you don't even realize you're processing. That's absolutely true. Especially if you're an empath or sensitive soul. I mean, you're taking in all of that noise. You're taking in the worry of the characters. You're taking in, you know, the story 
And even if you're not actually living through it, you're feeling the emotions as if you're living through that experience. So your body registers it the same as like, if you're, if you're going through that stress. So turn off the TV, listen to maybe soothing music or read a book or how about connecting with your partner or your kids? Yeah. So a lot of times we kind of miss that connection because we put TV on and we don't like, we want to just kind of zone out, but instead try playing a game or starting a discussion, thinking about different things that you maybe want to talk to your kids about. Like, it's okay to actually talk to them about COVID and what's going on. I think kids also have fear and they can read what we're feeling. So allowing space for discussion is really important. Okay. I absolutely agree with that because I get so many people that are like, my child has anxiety. Can I bring my child in? Yes. And literally 10 out of 10 times, their child's anxiety (laughs) is because their parent doesn't talk about what they're feeling and the child can feel that something's off with the parent. And the parents are like, well, I don't want to, you know, break down in front of my child or show my child that level of emotion. But the child can feel something going wrong and can feel even worse that the parents aren't saying it. So they get more and more anxious. They act out. They tend to be more needy. And I'm like, all you need to do to heal this is talk to your child and identify the emotion, even if it's... So I'm not saying tell your child like, oh, I'm angry because your dad's an asshole. That's right. not what I'm saying. Like, Don't overshare. But you could say... <laughs> Hey, today, mommy's feeling a little angry. I'm sorting through some things in my head. I'm not mad at you, but I am holding anger just so you know. And then your child will be like, oh, okay, that's what I'm feeling. And it allows, yeah, and it allows the space to one, I mean, talking about the body and being grounded, it brings you back to, instead of trying to like mask what you're feeling, you let yourself feel it. And then you also get more connected with your kid and you allow your child to understand that it's okay to be angry because it is okay. We, it absolutely is okay. We're allowed. (laughs) So when I'm stressed and like doing the dishes or like sometimes when I'm getting ready or doing my makeup, I'll have active conversations like out loud. So I'm talking to myself, but I'll also talk to my guides Mm-hmm. And oftentimes Grayson is like, what, what? And I'm like, oh no, I'm talking to myself. I'm feeling stressed. So I'm sorting it out. And he's like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but then he also registers that I'm stressed, but he sees. And so I notice him too, when he gets overwhelmed, he will go in his room and you can hear him having a full blown conversation with himself. That's so great. Yeah, yeah. Because they do, they, they mirror us. We're teaching them. And I know that you want to keep your children safe and keep them children and all of that. But Really, we're we're helping people become people. independent, independent people, right? So, yeah. you want to give them the skills that they don't need you all the time to soothe their problems or fix them because you can't. Right, exactly. Harsh reality. Anyway, <laughs> so some ways to ground your energy if you are feeling the signs and you have anxiety or you feel scattered or you're in fear to get back into your body or ground your energy. We recommend. Breathing. <laughs> breathing. I, I mean, shopping. yeah, there's like, I, breathing is the, one of the easiest things. You can do it wherever you are. <laughs> you can, it immediately brings you back into yourself. But I do want to, to just say, make sure you're breathing deeply. We talked a little bit, we had a workshop today, a breathwork workshop, and we talked about this. And I just think it's important for everyone to know. So you want to pay attention to how you're breathing. There's two different types of breathing. You could be breathing vertically, which means your breath is short and shallow. So it's only going to the chest. And you may also be breathing backwards, which means you are, as you 
inhale, you should be filling up your stomach. Your chest should go out. As you exhale, your stomach should go in. So a lot of times I know I was one of these people, you breathe the opposite way. You're like, I'm inhaling. So I suck everything in. It's the opposite. So you think about filling up. And then vertical breathing is just when you're only in your chest. So your body, I like want to do this visually, but you can't see me, but your body almost goes up and down. Vertical, it goes yeah, I think your shoulders really tight and your shoulders rising when you take the breath in. But again, it's your chest and shoulders rise, but the breath doesn't go deep into the belly. Yes. Um, and it's like stress. It's like a stress breath. So if you are like, I don't think I breathe like that, but you notice that you are a quick breather or you do feel anxious or stressed often, you probably are breathing vertically most of the time. Uh, if you're breathing horizontally, you're breathing down into your diaphragms. Your diaphragm is expanding, which makes your rib cage go out. So then it's like this big round breath that goes in and out like a, like a balloon kind of, right? So you're breathing in and your chest goes out, your rib cage goes out, your stomach goes out. And then as you exhale, everything goes back in. And this is going to get deeper into, and even just thinking about chakra wise, when you're breathing all the way down and your ribs are expanding, you're getting more into those lower chakras than if you're just up in your chest. Yes. So think of a horizontal breath as a grounding breath. Yes. A breath that's pulling you back into your body. Um, and then we also said this at our workshop today. So if it's a repeat for you, it's a good review. But <laughs> when you're breathing horizontally, you are allowing to tap into the energy of your higher self or your intuition because you're more connected to your body and you're not in that fight or flight response. When you're breathing vertically and you're in that fight or flight response, you are more connected with your ego and fear. So your thoughts are going to tend to be more fear-based and you are going to feel like, geez, I just can't feel what I should do. It's really hard to make decisions for myself yeah. or it's really hard to be sure of anything. And it's because you're not connecting into your solar plexus and tuning into your, your own divine wisdom, basically, for lack of a better word. Yeah. Yeah, that's beautiful. So yeah, so, and I would say always at least three, if you're trying to like reconnect, at least three deep breaths, like one is great. But if you do three, you'll find that by the third, you actually will feel your body even start to relax. Um, so that is a great way to, to ground and get back in. Um, other thing to do, because help, we're talking about grounding, connecting with the earth, go outside. Mm-hmm be in nature, you know, um, in, if you're in Las Vegas, the weather is beautiful. Go on a hike. Yeah. Walk around yeah. the neighborhood. Well, I think it's important. Yeah. Go outside and be present. Like look up at the sky, look at the trees, like take in all the colors, but being able, yeah, just to be present in nature, very grounding. And then we've said this one before, but I can't say it enough. <laughs> Getting barefoot on grass or if you're near a beach in sand. Yes. Take your shoes off, get in there, feel the earth between your toes. It just, it's so, it changes everything. Like when you take your shoes off and stand in grass or stand in the sand, it just, you'll automatically feel more connected. I believe it's called, it's like polarizing. Like, so the negative ions and the positive ions, whatever the ions that you need, there's yeah, a thing there. Look it up. Some ions. Uh, <laughs> science. Uh, <laughs> yeah, science. Woo. <laughs> Another thing that's grounding is community, being around loved ones that you trust that you can be vulnerable with. Yes, I community is huge and it is part of why people tend to feel so down when they're 
when they are isolated, because you do need that community and just speaking to others, sharing your stories, sharing your struggles makes you feel less alone, which then makes you feel more open, which then brings you into yourself. Yeah. It's all. Yes. Yes. Um, here's an, <laughs> yep. I concur. Here's another one that we rarely talk about on this podcast. And I think we should actually bring it up more, but yoga. <laughs> I don't know if you guys know, but we like yoga, <laughs> but yoga really is. I mean, there are specific poses that are really great for your root chakra that don't do pull you down. Um, downward dog, any of the strong, like warrior one, warrior two, yep, mountain anything, pose. Yeah. Anything where you're really like pressing your feet into the ground and bringing your energy, like your strength. If you're doing a strong class, bringing your strength into the legs, into the quads. Um, if you're doing more stretching, if you're, you know, sitting on your sit bones and doing a forward folds, you're coming into that, that lower energy. Um, and the thing about yoga that, I mean, movement in general is great, but yoga does bring you into your body, right? Cause it's very intentionally set up to be breathing. And so you're, you're covering the one thing that we already talked about to be breathing and then moving with intention. So you're not just like, you know, you can't like autopilot run. You can't really autopilot yoga. Cause you're like, wait, what are we, what are we doing? We're doing. Yeah. So yoga forces you to be present, but mm -hmm. it is a meditation for your body. Yeah. I mean, that's what it is. Yeah. So it brings you into the body and, and brings you in all physical activity is good though. Like she said, weightlifting can be very grounding. Mm -hmm. Um, cardio can be very grounding. So, I mean, utilize your movements there. Yes. <laughs> Definitely move. <laughs> but do you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, another one that's very therapeutic is gardening or like spending time with plants. Yeah. Getting your hands in that soil. Literally putting your hands in the dirt earthing, earthing in. Yes. Yeah. But when you're like growing something and connecting with that, it, it is super grounding to actually see something that you plant turn into something else. It deepens that connection with, with mother earth. Yeah. So. Gia. Gaia. Gia. <laughs> um, and then finally meditation, uh, meditation is grounding because again, it allows you to stop your pacing or spinning thoughts. Even if when you meditate, you still have thoughts, you're still yeah. grounding. It's just the intention of the meditation. Yeah. And I think in general, just as you're saying to like slow down and be with your thoughts, just slowing down is also grounding. If you find that you're constantly like running around and doing things, even if you're like, Oh, I don't feel anxious. I don't feel this. You're probably not feeling anything because you're just running. So mm -hmm take some time to slow down because then you can give yourself the opportunity to know if you need to ground. And that in and of itself is being present and connecting with the body. Absolutely. Yeah. If you feel compelled to be busy all the time or work all the time, you're probably ungrounded and avoiding, <laughs> avoiding that feeling of being ungrounded. Yeah. Right. So that is important to note. That was well said. <laughs> Thank you. You know, we just we um, want you to listen to your body and not ignore it is really the main message here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's huge. Like if your body is in pain, it's sending you a message. And I think uh -oh. we've, we've really been taught to not listen to it. So just, you know, play around with what happens when you do listen to it, when you're tired, actually go to sleep, when you're um, hungry, go 
eat when, when you need to pee, go pee. All those things that maybe you're like, well, I got to work. I got to push through. Stop pushing through. Let your body speak to you. Use its infinite wisdom. Right. How often do we ignore our body for artificial timelines? Like, you know, I have to get this presentation done. I have to, you know, get my house organized and get this, this, and this done. And it breaks the body down over time. You can't live like that sustainably without either having an anxiety attack or some sort of serious illness that is a catalyst to get you to ground. Yeah. To get you to slow down and, and be in your body because you can't do anything else. Right. So yeah. Um, I want to talk about things that actually do unground you or move your soul outside of your body. Great. So these things would be obviously so what I just said, ignoring your body for artificial timelines and exhaustion. That's incredibly ungrounding. Um, passing out. So like if you ever pass out, <laughs> that is when your soul feels so threatened that you could die, that your soul leaves your body, but is still attached to those cords to protect you from the pain. But then you come back in, you need to get yourself in more. So a lot of times after people pass out, they experience pretty bad anxiety for weeks after. And it's because you need to do a little bit more grounding once you come back in your body automatically or once you wake up. Um, Going under anesthesia. So anytime you have surgery, very ungrounding. And so you should spend time grounding intentionally before you go under surgery, if it's a planned surgery, or, you know, just do some extra after if you, you have surgery. Um, and then any serious injury or illness. So anytime you experience heavy body trauma, that's going to unground you. Yeah. So those are all things that you need to reconnect and unground. So when we are here in this life and we have this, this body, um, we're in this body for a purpose, right? So there's so much happening. There's so many things that we can do to reconnect and to be present with our body. But there's also this um, internal voice that might not be so kind to our body, our physical body that we're here. So we want to encourage you to take a look at your the way that you speak to yourself because there is this... I don't know what to call it, like this ideal thing that you want to look like. If you're somebody who's always looking at other people and thinking you wished you looked like that or trying to lose weight or trying to be this or fit in a certain clothes, but, but your body is yours and it's really important to love it. Yes. Self-love is, or body love is a huge part of the spiritual journey because your soul incarnates in this lifetime in the body that it's in to achieve what it's supposed to achieve while you're alive. So imagine that whatever your soul's mission is like, okay, I'm going to use a body example. Let's say you have a larger upper body defined shoulders, larger arms, and maybe really skinny legs. And you hate your skinny legs, but your soul incarnated in this body and you actually have a larger heart chakra, heart chakra space. You're better at empathizing And one of your spirit's natural gifts that you're not even aware of is that you empathize so well that people around you start to empathize and hear other sides of things and connect with others when you're around in a way they normally wouldn't. And so just you being in the room allows people to see other sides of things and brings people together. And your soul can only do this if you have a larger upper body and a smaller lower body. 
for that reason, we all need to appreciate the body we're in. So it doesn't mean be unhealthy. So like if you're right. significantly overweight, we're not saying like, yeah, morbid obese, like keep going. <laughs> keep going. That's what you're here for. No. But, but what we're saying is appreciate the natural shape of your body. Yeah. So if you are somebody with bigger bones, there probably is a spiritual reason why your soul incarnated in that body. If you're somebody with a smaller frame, there is a spiritual reason your soul incarnated into that body. So learn to appreciate the things about your shape rather than hating on them because they separate you from your purpose without you even knowing. Yeah, that's beautifully said because really it, it is like when you separate from your purpose, you, you do feel disconnected, number one, because you might constantly be searching, but you're actually, if you're sitting and talking bad about your natural shape then you're never probably going to find it because you're... Well, yeah, you can't tap in or, you know, yeah. go into the gratitude and appreciate what you're here for. Or if you're hyper fixated on not liking your body and that's where your focus is on this all the time and you're always looking for the next diet or like the next workout trend to like, let's say you want to build a butt because you've never had a butt and you're not supposed to in this right. life, but you're hyper fixated on it. Well, then it's taking away from the energy that you could put towards your purpose. So yeah. instead you can appreciate the body you have, you can still work out, but don't hyper fixate. Yes. Yeah. And it, it's that appreciation and that letting go of it need to needing to be a certain way that will bring you into yourself. And I love what you said about the energy. It's just like, you know, if you spend too much time in your upper chakras then you are like open in the lower ones, right? You're, if you're expending all your energy into being unkind to your body or worrying about how a certain thing looks, then there's no space for the energy to go towards your purpose and for growing. Yeah. And again, even if you don't know what your purpose is with your body, <laughs> still love it because I guarantee I you're it. living your purpose somewhere, somehow, but again, you know, purpose, you can listen, go back and listen to that episode, the purpose versus passion. A lot of times our purpose is something we're doing automatically without awareness of it. Yeah. Like you're probably already doing it. So just, be good to yourself. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can, like a personal example, I do have like bigger legs, I guess, in comparison to my body, like mm -hmm. all the way down, I have larger calves. I have thighs and like, like my butt tends to be larger. And, and that's not to insult myself. That's just what's the, in comparison right. to the shape of my body, that is what's there. But if you look at what I'm doing all day, I'm in other people's energy. So my body is built to ground automatically. Yeah like to pull me down to the earth so that I can have the capacity to be in other people's energy. And yeah. once I learn that, there's no way I'm going to complain about the circumference of my calves when I'm like, okay, well, that's allowing me to live my purpose. Yeah. It's so, it's really, when you find appreciation for your body and I do encourage you, if there's certain areas that you find yourself disliking, try to say three things that it does for you. So if it's your legs, then it's, you know, they're walking and they're supporting you. If it's, you know, your shoulders are broad, you're able to lift and carry your, your child or whatever it is, you know, yeah. there's just, just find that little bit of purpose. Even if you don't feel like, well, this isn't my life purpose, just find a purpose for what it is doing for you in general. There's so many things like, let's say you're really tall, but you're shy. Maybe your soul has had many journeys of being super shy and it's finally time for you to show. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe you have really great ideas and maybe you're really funny, 
but you're shy. So now you're tall. So you stick out. So it allows you that space to make people laugh. And part of your life's goal or your purpose is to bring joy. Yeah. I mean, I bet now you appreciate being tall. <laughs> like, <or laughs> yeah. Same thing. Maybe you're really, really short. We can find value in being short too. Maybe um, I'm having trouble with this one. Just kidding. <laughs> 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 but I mean, if you're short, there may be a reason. Maybe it's because you don't want to carry so much because you have so much more emotionally to give yeah. that you need your body to be smaller so that you're not worried about that. Like, yeah, you can take yeah. up space with your emotions. I mean, there's so many things or like people that work with their hands. A lot of times people that are, I noticed like that are really, really good with handwork tend to be smaller. You need smaller hands to be able to express yourself artistically that way. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's so much, I mean, we could do a whole episode just about body types and different things that they're purposeful for, because it, it is, we are unique on purpose and it's a really, it really is a gift when you start looking at it like that. It's so true. And just know your soul chose your body for this lifetime for a reason. So get grounded in your body and, and, appre- and like appreciate it because if you don't get the lesson, your soul will have to repeat that. <laughs> yeah. You're coming back in your next life in the same type of body until you learn to love it. Yes. Well, yeah. And that kind of leads us to our, our next um, portion of this, right. Is, is your soul and what it's doing and that, you know, it's not going to be in this physical body forever. So you might as well just enjoy it and love it. So Brooke talked about earlier energetic cords. And then when you, when you pass on the cord disconnect from your physical body and then where are they going? And I think (laughs) this saying, just saying that probably made some people go, (gasps) what do you mean? Even if you've talked um, about spirituality or even done a past life reading, sometimes Thinking about it in actual reality of this lifetime can really turn fear on in people. Yeah. I mean, well, let's just look at with the state of the world right now and COVID. Yes. I think what I hear day in and day out is people are, because let's say you're really in fear of getting sick. Okay. And there's a couple of things to explore here. Yes. Getting sick sucks, but it, I want to say it's not, not life-threatening. I know that COVID is life-threatening, but I mean, getting sick overall, like let's just say when we get colds and stuff, mm-hmm. we have to do it. Yes, it sucks, but it's not something to run from constantly, right? Yeah. And then the other side would be getting sick and dying. Yes. And so many people, I think that's what it boils down to. People are feel fearful of dying and we're running from it when that's the only thing we're all going to do. Yeah. And the, I think the other thing that just came to me as you were saying this, if you're not afraid of you dying, you're afraid of passing it to somebody in your life who could, yes. right? Like other, so that would be the other thing. So yeah, I think number first thing to say is death is the only certainty in life, right? Like <laughs> it's going to happen for all of us. And it may, like, I remember being a kid and thinking about it and feeling like it was just this big black hole of like, I didn't know. And it felt really overwhelming. So if it still feels like that for you, I encourage you right now to take a couple deep breaths, reconnect, ground back in. You're here right now. Um, But I think the more that we look at it and talk about it, actually, the more comfortable it can be. It's, so true. Like, yeah, I find myself like when I, I was telling Kristen earlier when I'm with clients and you know, this past week, it actually came up quite a bit. It was a reoccurring theme. So it made me think 
but I had three or four clients coming in and they ended up in tears. And, and what it ultimately boiled down to is that they were scared to die in this lifetime. And I told Kristen, I was like, I'm having trouble resonating with the feeling <laughs> because <laughs> I'm not laughing because I'm insensitive. It's just more like awkward to say. So that's where the la- uncomfortable laugh comes from. Yeah. But I, I, I'm not calling death in. I'm not asking for it right now. I'm not suicidal, but I'm not un- uncomfortable with the logic of it. Like thinking about myself dying does not make me cry or does not make me sad. I think for a minute I can explore, would it be sad for my partner or my parents or my child? Yes. yes. But then at the same time on a soul level, I feel okay with it. I think yes. they would be okay. I think we would, our souls will find each other again. And if we don't, there has to be on some level a way that our souls forget. I don't think when we reconnect to one, when we die, that there's this yearning for something we missed. Yes. Well, and I also think, I think that our, sometimes the journey is losing someone. Like I definitely, I know when I first became a mom, it actually was a like big fear of mine. I'm like, oh my gosh, what if something happened and this person didn't get to know me or doesn't remember me, which that's, I mean, that's a lot of ego. Like you need, you need to know me. Yeah. I'm cool. I know. <laughs> but I mean, there's that to check in with as well. But it it was like there were a couple of years where that really made me anxious and I didn't like thinking about it. But the more that I've done work on myself and grown in my spirituality and and having lost a parent as well, I think that makes you really look at it. And one, you realize it, it's a huge part of growth. I think I grew so much after I lost my dad. And I also am very well aware that his energy is still around in certain ways. So it feels less like, oh my gosh, you know, because it's almost, and like for Brooke, who has seen spirits your whole life, it is a little different, right? Than somebody who hasn't and isn't connected. And it's really like getting that connection with your with your soul, like, okay, mm-hmm. we have this body, we have this mind who might tell us death is something we need to fear because we've always heard that. I think you hear that no matter what <laughs> you're like, someone died. It's terrible. Right. Mm-hmm. There's never like someone died. It's great. It's like someone died. It's terrible. We need to be sad. Everyone is upset. It's like, it needs to be this big thing. And I am fully, I've always said like, honor my life, have a party. I, I love that idea. I think when we, as a culture and as a society, we've really stepped away from being a part of death and really we kind of push death away and we don't want to feel it because it seems scary. And the further you push something away, like any emotion, the further you push something away from yourself, the more intense it feels. So we're, And so we're in a space where it feels really intense and it feels really scary. And right now it's like in our face with COVID, right? Like, Mm -hmm. Hey, by the way, all these people are dying and you might get this and you might die too. So be careful. And then, so this thing that we've been trying to push aside is like, right right up in the face. And I think it's, I, I think there's a purpose. I think that we maybe need to relook at how we view death and Yes. I'm open to talking to it. Sorry. I Well, no, I love the way that you worded that and everything that was said. I want to say a couple of things. Again, I want to encourage you guys, if you're feeling triggered right now, take a deep breath and meet us back here. Um, because we are not saying it's not okay to grieve. Yeah. 
because I've had, I've experienced loss. And even in the last year, losing my grandmother was really hard. And I, I did, I am grieving her and it's active and I'm sad about it and I miss her. So I'm not saying that we're like, oh, somebody dies. You shouldn't care. That is not it at all. No, absolutely not. It is hard to be around death and it can feel heavy. But what we're saying, I think, is that our culture, we're really attached. We're attached to physical things. We're attached to emotional things. We're attached to our ideas of how things should be, right? Like, you know, that's the control. When we're feeling ungrounded and we need to control things, we're attached to an outcome. Yeah. And really when you connect with your soul and spirituality, being present is really the practice of non-attachment. So not being attached to this physical world, not being attached to this physical body, not being attached to whether you live or die, but knowing that everything that is working out is working out for its highest good for your soul and that it's okay. So it's, it's the spiritual. Yeah. So practice not being attached to an outcome, like, okay, COVID's out there, but I don't want to be because if I get sick, we'll deal with that as that, if, as that comes, right. Right. We'll get antibodies or we'll die <laughs> either way. Again, it's not funny. It just sounds abrupt when I say it. That's why I'm laughing. But either way, it is like you can't avoid it. If it's meant to happen, like if you were meant to die on Monday, January 10th at 1255, it doesn't matter if you escape COVID, something's going to happen to you and your soul is going to leave this earth plane if you're done doing what you're supposed to do. So fearing COVID isn't going to fix that. Or same thing if you're like, well, I'm worried about giving it to somebody. I understand that fear, but also that person, if they're supposed to die at that time, they are going to. They're not going to avoid death at the time that their soul is supposed to leave this physical plane. So the more we can connect with ourselves on a soul level, the less we fear the attachment to things on an earth earth level. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, I, I second that. Yes, like death is heavy and it is sad and grief is real and it's it never really goes away. I some Someone just posted something that, that grief is actually... I thought this was so beautiful and it grief is like love that has nowhere to go. Like that person's gone and they feel like that's what grief is. And I was like, that's actually really beautifully put because we grieve because we love. Um, but grief and fear don't have to go hand in hand. Right. So you can, you can grieve, but you don't have to be fearful for that person for what, happened for what is going to happen to you, you can still miss them and long for them and be so sad, um, without living in fear. Um, right. yeah. So, and sorry, go ahead. Oh, I didn't know it kind of froze. So I didn't know if you were <laughs> really ready to talk, um, from a channeling side. So from being a medium and talking to spirits who have passed again, it's hard for the people that are here that are left behind missing them. Mm-hmm. The souls usually are, are not in grief for their life being over. Does that make sense? Yeah. So that is also too, why when I'm talking to people about fearing death, I'm like, do you know that when your soul leaves this body, <laughs> it's fine. It's your ego that fears death, yes. which is attached to your physical body. So that's important to be said. And then I had another point that I was going with this here. Oh, I just wanted to give this tip because it works. And a lot of people I think don't think of it, but if you have lost somebody and you're feeling really, really sad and in grief and you miss them, ask them for a sign, pray to them. Literally just, you can either say it out loud or you can say it in your head, 
but like I do it all the time. There's days where I really miss my grandma. So I'll be like, Nana, can you send me a sign? I need to hear from you. And usually I get it within 48 hours. Um, it might be a song that I get on the car and there's no way like I put that on and she'll show up. Um, it might, usually she likes to send me frogs. She loves frogs. So I'll see a frog somewhere that is abnormal for a frog to be. Um, but she always gives it. And I've instructed clients who are really grieving to do this with their loved ones. And it works literally a hundred percent of the time. So don't add resistance by being like, I asked for a sign Brooke. And in three seconds, I didn't get it. Like you lied, but ask for the sign. And then again, the practice of non-attachment breathe and know it'll probably show up when you're not thinking about it. Yeah. It is always when it shows up when you're not thinking about it. It's so true. Um, and it, it's, that is what helps you feel more connected, I think, is asking for those signs. Uh, the only, the thing I was going to say is I, I was gonna, just going to share a quote that the soul doesn't fear death. It thinks about death as an awakening and it's the ego that fears death. So it's so true. So explore your thoughts on death this week. I know that can sound strange <laughs> here, but are you afraid of death? Are you afraid of leaving this physical body? And pay attention. Is it ego thing? So are you afraid like, oh, my kids couldn't live without me or my husband can't live without me. Mm-hmm. That's kind of taking their power away too. <laughs> Not in a mean way, but like, uh, and are, uh, we, maybe we wouldn't want to think of them living without us. Yeah, of course. But like Kristen said, losing her dad gave her actually great spiritual growth. Yeah. So yeah. he probably, when he was alive, didn't want to think about you having to live without him. But now watching you, he's probably like, go best friend. Like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, it's, I mean, it's true. Like you, I think you can connect with people in different ways when they die. And sometimes, you know, well, a lot of times things that they struggled with or dealt with on this plane, they don't anymore. So I know with certain people that I've talked to that have been grieving, they feel like they get more support from a parent or a friend after they're gone, which I think is really um, empowering. And like, it's almost like sweet, like, okay, like you couldn't give this to me then, but you're going to give it to me now. Um, Yeah. And it is, it is really, it's just, it makes death feel different. And I also encourage you to kind of explore just, look at our rituals around death and kind of check in with some different cultures. There's a great documentary. If I think of it, I will find it, but you know, it was on Netflix and it talked about um, death and went through like what every, every dying person basically feels and sees and, and what happens and it happens and people who work in hospices see this as well hospices. That was very hard. Um, but this was from a doctor and he documented what he saw with all his patients who were dying. And they're, they're not alone at that point. There are spirits that come in and help, you know, ancestors help to bring them to the other side. Like there, we think about it as this like empty space and it's really not. So it's I not. think, yeah, I, I think spirits are so cool. <laughs> like what they do and how they operate and what our spirits go through. But think about it going back to the bodies, your spirit. So we're all one universal consciousness. So that means we're all one source. God is inside of you, but we're, our spirits all attached to this oneness when we're not in our physical body. When you incarnate into a physical body, that's when your fear, your spirit decides I'm going to have an individual experience. I'm going to see what that's like to be an individual. But what's funny 
is that we are these individuals that need each other. So we <laughs> yes. still are part of this union or this pact when we're alive, but your spirit goes back to that oneness. So there is this fear of like, I don't want to die alone. I don't want to be alone. I don't know what happens when I die. I can just say from channeling so many spirits in my career, there is this overwhelming feeling of love that every time I connect with the spirit, I feel, and it feels better than any love I've had during walking life. So I can tell you if I just get that little glimpse when I'm talking to them <laughs> and connecting with that energy, if they're feeling that all the time, it's like 365 orgasm, uh, <laughs> but better, um, but better. <laughs> all hyped up. <laughs> yeah. So, well, I just really hope like if that gives anybody comfort that yes, if you have a loved one that's passed or you're worried, let go of that worry, especially even if like, if they were suffering in a physical body or if they've committed suicide, doesn't matter. Everybody that I've channeled, whether they died of natural causes or suicide, their spirit is connected to oneness. Now, I will say this is completely off topic and we can go into this another time. But a lot of the spirits that do commit suicide do have to repeat lifetimes. That's like a very deep topic. But that would be the We're just going to pepper that here. No. (laughs) Yeah. No, but it's true. Well, because some people are like, well, what happens to them? They will still have this resting phase until it's time for them to incarnate again. But so they will be more likely to to incarnate or live through similar experiences again, because our souls are supposed to live and gain lessons and die naturally to return to one or source. And we go through a series of different lives. But again, we will do a podcast on lifetimes and so that I can explain this in depth. But there's your little think about it, meditate on it, see what you get. (laughs) (laughs) that's all we're telling you no but but really i mean this episode wasn't to put you we're we're trying to just explore something that maybe feels really heavy to talk about but i both of us know and feel that the more that you talk about it the less heavy and fearful it's yeah heavy and fearful it is and um that's, that's really the purpose. So, so spend time getting grounded, getting to know your soul, getting to know your body, love your body, love yourself, your soul, your soul loves you and loves everything that's around. It's just our, our humanness that kind of comes in sometimes and messes with us. So just let yourself learn those lessons. (laughs) Get them. Yes. Thank you guys for participating in this episode. (laughs) If you're feeling all the things, deep breaths, go get grounded. Yes. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Balance Chaos Podcast. We're so happy to have you here with us each week. Please help us out by subscribing to the show, sharing with friends, and leaving us reviews. You can also follow us on Instagram. We can communicate with you there. Our Instagram handle is at balancechaoslv. Reach out and we'll write back. Bye. 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 Bye.